Welcome to That's Something Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your resident Broncos talker, idiot Brandon Perna. Week three of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week numero four. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Maybe because the Broncos have beaten you down and you never want to watch football again? Well, try to win some money instead to ease your pain. Don't worry, football ain't for you. DraftKings is giving you basketball fans 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All right, welcome to the That's Good Broncos podcast. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. And let me let me tell you this. The Broncos are favored by one point. One single point. <laughs> so if you are interested in getting in on that action, DraftKings is the way to do it. But here's an, a more interesting bet. Uh, Adam Gase is now the front runner at plus 235 to be the first coach fired this season followed by Dan Quinn, Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien. So if you want to get in on betting on which coaches will be ousted first, uh, I think that's that's more fun than the, the one-point Broncos spread this week. Uh, again, DraftKings, promo code DNVR when you sign up uh, and download the app. Speaking of DNVR, we have one Ryan Konigsberg coming in, joining us. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Hey, yeah, it's great to be with you. Uh, I like the idea of making money off of someone losing their job. That, that that's a good that's a good place to be, I think. Yeah, that's. Uh, I mean, somebody is losing their income, but you're you're stashing away a, a little bit of cash. Yeah, right? and with all the reporting out there that the, that Adam Gase is going to get fired if they lose tomorrow night then you're getting much better odds on just taking that plus 235 on him getting fired and instead of, you know, needing, needing the minus 110 on the Broncos getting the one point. Exactly. Well, you have to, you have to parlay it, right? Like, if you're going to take the Broncos and the points, you have to take Gase, too. <laughs> yeah. It makes perfect uh, sense. I love that. 
Maybe we can really find another another bet to make it a kind of three way something or other. But I, yeah, maybe the over on Brett ripping touchdowns. One point five is where it's set. Oh. <laughs> oh, he's gonna throw two teddies. Easy. I'll take it if it's like four point five. He's going. Um, I'd say he's on pace to be the best quarterback named Brett to wear number four ever. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> oh, is he? Is he a four? Is that his number? Yes. Yeah. He is. Oh man. Also the best ripping. That's, wow. Yeah, that's true. Wow. <laughs> you can, if you came here for the Brett Rippin takes, you have been satisfied early. <laughs> Look, man, I watched him at Boise State like almost every week. I, he can do it. I'm here for it. You watch that much Boise football? Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> it's always on. They're like that late 7-15 game on the West Coast. Wow. That, you know, it's the last game on. Why not? Also, like – Boise State versus the Mountain West in most seasons is a very profitable place to be. Just pick Boise State regardless of the spread and uh, reap the benefits. Mm-hmm. Is Yeah, I mean, the last was Ryan Clady. He was out of Boise State, right? That was a big one for the, the Broncos. Um, trying to remember if there's – I feel like there's one more guy they took out of there at some point. Hmm. I don't know, but uh, oh, uh, Matt Paradis. Yeah, yes, true. The one that got away, old Matt Paradis. <laughs> I mean, while while the season's pretty much lost, might as well install some blue turf on the field. What do you guys think? Ooh, hey, shake things if it up. Makes, if it makes Brett feel more comfortable, <laughs> I'd <Yeah>. say do it. <laughs> Brett has demanded our field be blue, and <laughs> since we're running out of ideas. Since we are working out guys like uh, Sly Williams and Darius uh, Kilgo again, we're going to go with the blue field. No questions asked. Jesus um, Christ. <laughs> what, one thing I've wanted to talk about is, you know, a fun thing to do is criticize John Elway. You know, no matter what happens with the Broncos, it's always like his fault. Like guys getting hurt. Maybe Elway's greatest move was not seriously considering Adam Gase for a head coach. <laughs> Um, I like it. Unless if Gase beats him Thursday, uh, it'll be fair to criticize John Elway for not hiring Adam Gase, though. I mean, this is Gase's Super Bowl every year, right? Basically. The Yeah, the Dolphins' best game in 2017 was against Denver. He oh, tried yeah, to he... pile on with that onside kick. I think he lost the first three games so badly because he spent the whole offseason uh, game planning for week four. Wow, I love that take. That's the best Adam Gase defense I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> Keep I, I think that if the Broncos are winning big late, Elway has to phone in the, the onside kick. He has to oh, get him something like that. that. Yeah, he needs the last lap, or like go for two needlessly, like up twenty. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that would be like, badass. We should sign Dontari Poe to throw a touchdown. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to say. I don't know. I was gonna say next time we beat the Chiefs, but. <laughs> yeah, that's my bold prediction for this season was the Broncos win a game against the Chiefs. And <laughs> I didn't think it was that bold at the time, but now, now might be very bold. Yeah, that's it's depending on when Drew gets back. Although even if he gets back for the next one, he's probably not even going to be back in the swing of things. So it would have to be the uh, the away game in December at Arrowhead on Sunday Night Football. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, that's going to get flexed out. <laughs> no one will have to watch it. It's fine. They should yeah, flex they... out the Thursday night game, really. 
how uh how have you guys been like trying to stay optimistic with everything that's happened so far to the Broncos? Because it's like this weird situation where one they're, they're probably not playing their best football on top of the injuries, so there, there's like some fair mm-hmm. criticism there. But the injuries have been so horrific to key positions. Like I'm not sure how many people like outside of Denver really realize how shitty it has been that you like I feel like it's almost unfair to criticize anything that's going on right now because it's just been so bad but how are how are you guys like trying to hype yourselves up each week for for covering you know the team and and I guess like what bright spots are you trying to focus on right now yeah you have to really dial in like you got to focus in real tight uh (laughs) as much as you can you got to like look at single plays and single players and say like okay well let's see jerry judy take a step forward this week or let's see kj hamler continue to get out there and make plays um you know you you have to focus on these little things because we're so programmed as football people to think that like every game the stakes are so high and you know uh every micro decision in every game has to be so put under the microscope but I think you're right Brandon in the sense that I mean how can you possibly criticize Vic Fangio for what happens when he's losing uh four out of his six pro bowlers on the team uh five out of the top six highest paid players on the team um and I guess it could be five out of the six pro bowlers on the team it could be uh you're also losing your starting quarterback you're you're without your best offensive player in Cortland Sutton I mean it's absolutely unbelievable the way the injuries have hit this team. So, yeah, you know, you could go back to Monday Night Football and point to Vic Fangio not taking those timeouts. And those little micro decisions, you know, those do matter. But, man, on the whole, it's really hard to make any type of zoomed-out view about the Broncos right now because these aren't really the Broncos. No. No, totally agree. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get psyched up every Sunday now. Uh, and it's so devastating. Maybe it's a good thing that it happened so early in the season that we can kind of just check out emotionally now. Um, <laughs> but on another, on another hand, it's just uh, it's soul crushing to the nth degree. But uh, my solution has been to bring another TV into the living room and set up Red Zone right next to it, and just kind of uh, wander double back dip. and forth. Double dip. Yeah. How I mean, often do the Broncos make it onto Red Zone? More than they should. More than they should. <laughs> Yeah. And, and right now it's because the opposing team is in the red zone, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Cut over to Tom Brady in the red zone for the 57th time. Yeah. Tom Brady starts this drive at the uh, opponent's three-yard line. <laughs> so, uh, it, and then, like, here's what is even shittier, okay? So the Broncos play Thursday. They've got this short week. Um, and Jerry Atauchu's out now. So your backup edge rusher filling in an area where you've had a a, a tough time getting consistent sort of production this season. Will and I have talked about how we think like, you know, Bradley Chubb's just trying to come back from that knee injury. It's going to take a while for him to feel like himself out there, but maybe some glimmers of hope with a questionable (laughs) Philip Lindsay and Devonte Harris you know any more about those situations, Ryan? Like, do you think Lindsey plays? I don't, uh, especially based on the fact that they ha- they've activated Levante Bellamy 
again. Uh, so it looks to me like they're preparing to not have Phillip. Also, I don't know if how much how closely you guys followed it, but the 49ers were like incensed over this turf. And they oh, didn't yeah. even want to play there after because they had to play two games in a row on that turf. They didn't <laughs> want to play there the second time. Uh, and if I was the Broncos, with everything that's going on right now, like I would not, I wouldn't have Bradley Chubb on the field. Although you might have to now because you're down to Malik Reed, uh, Anthony Chicolo is a real person, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Derek Tuska if you don't have Bradley Chubb. So like I don't know, but I I definitely wouldn't play a guy like Philip Lindsay who's dealing with you know a turf toe, literally Plain turf, turf toe. toe. Yeah, <laughs> putting Lindsay. Uh, with a turf toe injury on that nasty turf, uh, either one or two things happen. He has the greatest game of his career. The two negatives just turn into a positive, or he injures it so badly he doesn't play for the rest of the season. A negative times a negative is a positive, right? I think right? I learned that. I think so. Um, okay, yeah. So the Broncos did sign Timmy Jernigan today. <laughs> That was like yeah. barely even news, and uh, that actually seems like a decent free agency pickup if he's healthy, right? Is that why teams have been shy to take a chance on him, or is he is he just old now? How old I don't is- think he's I don't think he's done much since he was a pretty integral part of that Eagles defensive line back in 2017. Right. But from what I read, like he's kind of just done nothing since then. And Shit, yeah, he's only 28. Yeah, so I mean, there's got. With these free agents, like, okay, well, there's a reason that they're on the street. So, if it's injury-related, then then maybe he's healthy now. But I think some of it has to do with performance. But I like the idea of having a guy named Timmy on the team. Yeah, he has played very little since 2017. Yeah, you know, it's they're they're grasping at straws at this point. Um, Every week they're losing another defensive lineman. First it was Demarcus Walker. Then it was Draymond Jones. Now it's Jarrell Casey. Um, the, the yeah. fact, you know, like you're kind of having to, your options are undrafted guys from this year, basically, or practice squad guys from other teams and old guys, uh, who were good at, at, at another point. Um, so their hands are kind of tied. I like, I like the signing of Timmy Jernigan, but I mean, I don't know. It's like throwing a, a drop in a barrel it's like okay well yeah that's a that's like a decent move in any other situation but now you're just you know you're just trying to patch up holes and uh you're not gonna end up getting great players out of this no it's like uh <clears throat> it's just a uh, defeated situation uh for the team for fans but they got the jets so if they're only going to win one game this year, it might be this one. Uh, I think maybe we see something a little bit similar to last season where even with the injuries, this team sort of finds some sort of rhythm or identity later in the season and win a couple games that we're surprised to see them win and at least makes us feel good for 2021 um, again. A lot of people already talking about 2021 free agents they should target, 2021 draft targets. If you're talking about that in September, ooh, that sucks. Uh, Also, giving up on Drew Locke seems like a weird thing to be doing right now, too, with an injury. But I'm going to ask you one of those uh, very sort of clickbaity questions, all right? 
And it came because Will wrote this thing about Dak Prescott. So let's, let's say Drew Locke comes back and the Broncos still lose all their games. Um, and it's just because he played bad. So the Broncos are like, okay, we're going to move on from him. So just take, he's, he's not the guy. Do you want Trevor Lawrence, if they have the first pick, or if the Cowboys move on for, from Dak Prescott, would you rather have Dak? So in this situation, are you like so – I'm signing? saying the Broncos could have either one. Which guy do you take? Right. The, only, the, the other thing you have to I, – I, you can't just view this in a vacuum because I think if you just view it that way, you easily take Trevor <laughs> well, Lawrence. I do a lot of vacuum viewing here. <laughs> but what I will say is if you take – so you sign Dak Prescott in free agency and then trade away the number one overall pick to another team and then end up getting like three additional first-round picks – uh, this year, next year, and the year after, then I think you have a case to be made there. That being said, I'm still taking Trevor Lawrence. Wow. And you trade away Drew Locke for some sort of – well, I guess he's looks, he looked really bad. So you're probably not going to get much for him in my weird uh, situation here. Yeah, I, think, Drew, I think you still get a ton for Drew Locke. Maybe not relative to what you get for trading Trevor Lawrence's rights. Yeah. Who do you take, Will? Oh, definitely taking Trevor Lawrence. Wow, wow. interesting. Yeah, I mean, a higher ceiling, obviously, than Dak. You don't know what could happen on the low end, but then he's cost control for four years, plus a, plus a uh, you know, what do they call it, fifth-year option. That would yep. be pretty nice right now. Dak didn't have the fifth-year option, and they're stuck in this uh, negotiation rut yeah. right now. And it doesn't look like it's going to turn out well. Unfortunately for the Trevor Lawrence talk, like right now it feels so bad for the Broncos, but it's easy to forget that like Philip Lindsay, AJ Boye, and Drew Locke's injuries are all temporary. If they were all out for the season, I would say like, let's, let's start the campaign now tank for Trevor, you know, what's the point, but all three of those guys could be back at any point. And those guys make a huge difference for this team. I mean, Locke, on his own but getting Philip Lindsay he's kind of the heart and soul of this team uh, and you saw them come out energy list last week which I thought was completely unacceptable uh, that doesn't happen to Philip Lindsay's out there and then AJ Boye you know gives this team a legitimate cover corner to put on number one wide receivers so it's going to make a big difference for them and and I think Drew Locke will actually have plenty of opportunities to play the Broncos out of a position where they can draft his replacement uh, you know oh, you, yeah. all you got to do all you got to do is win like four games and you aren't getting uh trevor lawrence or justin fields or or probably even trey lance at that at where they're going to end up with that many wins so i think they probably win about half of their games with drew lock starting as the quarterback uh and those other guys back on the field it it really just turns into like a big developmental season for all of your your young guys during like what was is already considered sort of a weird season anyway uh and we're starting to see that with, you know, what's happening with the Titans and, and Steelers this week with the whole, you know, postponement of the game because of, of COVID and, and that sort of thing. Assuming the Broncos have, say, a top five pick, Ryan, and they're not taking quarterback, what position do you want to see them target? Yeah, I mean, if they have a chance to get Penny Sewell, that's a, a just an instant pick. You don't even think twice about it. Um, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because your, your hope, if you're the Broncos, let's say you're picking at number five is that two really QB needy teams are in the first two picks. 
Right. Um, and so there goes Lawrence and there goes Fields. And then it's pretty much guaranteed that the next pick would be Sewell. So now you're hoping that whoever is there at number three doesn't need a left tackle uh, or a right tackle for that matter. And you're able to trade up with them or you're able to put together a deal that allows that, that is just too good for them. You go up and you get Sewell. I think if you were able to fortify your offensive line, you would do a lot of favors for Drew Locke. You know, obviously you got him the weapons. Now you get him the line. Uh, you feel a lot better about the way things are going. Yeah, it's got to be tackle for me. I mean, the, I think you just cut your losses on Juwan James between the injury last year and then opting out this year. It, I think it's time that, you know, and then who knows even if he comes back after two years of essentially not playing how good he's going to be. Still probably better than Elijah Wilkinson, but I think it's time to move on from him. And then, yeah, either either trade the pick or if Sewell's there, go for it. I mean, you know, if the name like Penny Sewell, it's just so much content for us. <laughs> Can't pass it up. You know who I'm not trading is my yeah. sponsorship with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's oh, top-rated <laughs> sportsbook app. Was that a good segue, Ryan, for a, was- for a, a mid a mid mid-roll read? That's fantastic. It's you don't have to gets. lie to him. Don't lie to him. That was mediocre at best. I'm really, <laughs> I'm really working, uh, you know, working into finding my own rhythm here. Uh, but again, use code DNVR when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, now with week three of football in the books, we are ready, sort of, for the Broncos to kick off week four. Uh, and there's no better place to get in on all the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, to add to the excitement of week four, Draft, DraftKings is bringing back their can't-miss offer. What is that can't-miss offer? Uh, all you have to do is bet $1 on a winning team, and that turns into how many dollars, Will? I'm going to say 100 How many dollars, Ryan? $100. Dang right, it is $100. You can turn $1 into $100. And if you don't, if you're not a big football guy, which you're listening to That's Good Broncos podcast, you're probably a pretty big football guy. But if you're not, uh, you can get in on NBA basketball betting. Uh, DraftKings is giving all of you basketball fans a 200% profit boost. Now, I'm no businessman, but 200% profit sounds better than 100% profit better than 150% profit, even better than 190% profit. So again, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Code DNVR when you sign up for their can't-miss offers. Pick any team week four, bet $1. Turn that dollar into $100 uh, with the code DNVR. You must be 21 years or older, so you could be 87. You just can't be 20. Colorado only, profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbooks for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Oh, boy. Really getting good at those spinouts, you know? That was a quick read at the end. Yeah. Do you think think on those disclaimers the guys actually talk that fast or they just speed it up? I've been known to be able to talk that fast. When I think I those are professional VO guys, and they can, they can do it. Man. Okay, Brett Rippin. He's going to be better than Driscoll, I think. Uh, 
he looked good in one drive, right? Looked like he was getting rid of the ball quickly. Looked like he was identifying some some defenses that were in front of him. Um, And I think that's kind of what it looked like Driscoll was struggling with. Uh, Pre-snap, figuring out what was going on. which compounds when you can't really trust maybe one tackle on the line. And I'm not going to say any names because we all know. Uh, but what are, uh, what are your hopes for Brett Grippet and Rippet in this game, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, you, you touched on it. It's almost not as if, like, Driscoll was struggling to identify the defenses. It's, it's like he wasn't even trying to identify the defenses. It was just like, okay, you call it. You call the play, I'll run the play, um, and and that's a, a, a you cannot do that in the NFL. It just doesn't work that way. So when I saw Brett Rippin come in there, I mean, I was blown away. This kid comes in, and on one of the first plays that he's in there, he changes the protection twice. He thinks he's seeing one thing, goes up, changes the protection. And then he sees another guy creeping in from the other side, and he's like, oh, wait, forget that, forget that. This is actually the protection. And for, you know, an undrafted second-year player playing in his first action to not freeze in the headlights and do the same thing that Driscoll was doing, which is just like, oh, okay, I know this play. I can run this play. Um, I was really impressed by that. And to me, that's the number one reason why they had to make this decision this week. Um, He knows what he's doing out there. He knows what he's seeing. And – I talked to um, a couple sources who are, are pretty close to Brett Rippon, and they could not stop raving about his ability um, between the ears. He does not have a huge arm. He's not going to throw, you know, 50-yard passes off his back foot like Drew Locke might be capable of. But he is very, very capable of getting the team into better situa- a better situation uh, by calling an audible, by changing the protection. And at this point, that's about all you can ask for from the was, Broncos offense. Was the source his dad, Right. It was not his dad. What about his <laughs> uncle? It was not his uncle either. I wish it was his uncle. I bet he had some. He would have some good insight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what I saw, Driscoll just looked, he looked shell-shocked at a certain point. And I don't really blame him because, you know, the two worst guys in that offensive line on Sunday were – Cushenberry at center and then obviously Wilkin Wilkinson at right tackle and what happens like when your center and your right tackle are basically swinging gates like forces a quarterback for a right-handed quarterback to have to drift to their left it's not really where you want to go or you have to try to escape to the right which you couldn't do against Shaq Barrett so yeah I, I like that Rippon has a lot of poise it seemed like I know that they're playing pretty soft coverage and, and let them move down the field with relative ease but yeah he made the he made the short throws that you have to make. And you saw Driscoll a few times trying to check the ball down to Melvin Gordon, putting the ball on the wrong shoulder, uh, just waiting too long. And it seemed like Rippon had those those timing throws down. Plus, I know it's the first year of a different o- offensive coordinator, but he's just got more familiarity with the players. So I like it. Yeah, I mean, at least it'll be something different to watch. Uh <laughs> And then maybe it's, you know, two, two weeks of ripping and then we get Drew Locke back and it's something different to watch again. And that's basically how I'm judging Broncos football right now is like, what's the new thing we can look at to exactly. maybe give me hope this week? But <laughs> with, with the Jets, right, uh, looking at them sort of statistically against the Broncos, I'm just going to go through some of these things and then get your guys' final thoughts and predictions 
and uh, we will end this podcast after that. All right, Jets defense right now, sixth worst in terms of points allowed at 31.3 points per game. Offense, dead last in scoring at 12.3 points per game. Uh, And the defense, uh, just six sacks this season, which is better than the Broncos defense at four sacks. Broncos defense, respectable, 12th best, 23.3 points per game. Offense, not dead last, but third worst at 15 points per game. Uh, Broncos seventh best run defense in yards allowed. So that's something. That's something. Even with all those injuries at D-line, that is something. Fourth worst, though, against the pass in terms of yards allowed at 833 and a big tie for third worst with seven passing touchdowns allowed. That's kind of a skewed stat because Tom Brady was throwing two-yard touchdowns and he did it like three times last week, so whatever. But here's the real killer, guys. Punts. Denver and Jets, fourth and fifth. Worst net punting yards at 37.4 and 37.5. Five net yards. Wait, does that punt. does that count Sam Martin just dropping the ball in the end no, zone? No, but it does count the block. Great. <laughs> right. uh, Sam Martin will cursed uh, after his yeah. strong week one debut, so we can't really blame Sam. Will just really okay. put an X on him. Um, the only thing Sam Darnold is notably better at doing right now than Broncos quarterbacks is taking less sacks. So just six sacks for Donald on the season. The Broncos, of course, have given up 13. Those are some numbers because I was not going to go through and watch Jets football to prepare some sort of evaluation. Uh, But I knew these teams were going to be similar in some areas. Will, what's your prediction for Thursday night? Uh, You know, it's kind of funny when you put two really bad teams on the field together, you're expecting an awful product and it'll probably be a sloppy game, but sometimes, and more often than not, it ends up being a close game. So I think it'll be, yeah, I think it'll be bizarrely fun to watch. Um, It'll be entertaining to, to keep up on Twitter too. I'm thinking uh, 2017 Broncos, Brandon McManus at the end. Ooh, mm. nice. That's my call. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned Brandon McManus at the end because I just got done uh, doing the, my prediction for our roundtable, and I'll share that now. Um, I have less less points than you happening, um, significantly less points. Um, I've got this <laughs> as 13-10 for the Broncos oh, on, a, on a McManus <laughs> field goal at the end. And uh, – to me, it comes down to the fact that the, all everyone in New York is saying that the team is quitting on Gase, and uh, a lot of the reporting out of there is that they're sick of him, he's not liked, uh, and you combine that with the fact that they're saying he's going to get fired if he lose, loses. I just don't know if the Jets are going to have like the ability to grit their teeth at the end of the game and say, like, let's pull one out here. Um, I think the Broncos – still feel like, hey, we can get ourselves back into this thing if we just get a couple wins and and figure out a way before Drew comes back, whether that's right or wrong. Uh, so I think when, when push comes to shove, the Broncos make a few more plays late to, to win the football game. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to remain hopeful that we actually see some, uh, some Broncos offensive scoring this week 
because the Jets defense is allowing a lot, but also like sometimes when, you know, like when a new quarterback comes in and they just play well that first week, it seems like that happens. And then it's week two when teams have a little bit of a game plan against them is when they struggle. I think Brandon Allen looked good last year in his first start for the Broncos. I'm banking on Brett Rippon to work with these young, talented receivers. Both Hamler and Judy have kind of flashed at times during games. But I think one of those guys has just like a sort of breakout game. They keep Noah Fant involved for the whole whole game. And uh, I'm I'm going to say the Broncos scored 28 points. Oh, my God. 28 points, which is less than what the Jets average. I have picked them to score like 28 to 30 points every week. So why the, why the fuck would I stop now? Not going to. And uh, they hold the Jets to, mm, okay, 14. Okay. And one of those is a, a, a special teams touchdown that the Broncos give up because that's, that's been their other problem is tackling guys on, on special teams. Yeah, wait. So do the Jets just score seven safeties? Ooh. Is that how we get to 14? Sure. Feels more likely than the Jets like actually getting into the end zone themselves. Broncos have given up two safeties this season. So yeah. <laughs> But no, I can't I can't say that if I think their offense is gonna play well. If I give the offense twenty eight points, but they also give up seven safeties. Actually drives four touchdowns, seven safeties. I would pay to see that. I would pay yeah. so much money to see a team give up seven sa- safeties, but also just dominate all the other possessions <laughs> they have on offense. Throw in another special team safety. I don't know. There you go. I, uh, I'm pretty sure it's been like 20 games, not including games with Drew Locke, 20 games not started by Drew Locke that the Broncos have gone without scoring 25 points in a game. So it would be nice to see them break that. Yeah. I, I've been thinking they're going to break that probably since midway through last season. So was that was the last game the Texans game? Yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. last – Last time, and then I think actually they did it the next week as well. I'm trying to remember who they played the week after the Texans. No, that was the Chiefs. Yeah, I think, I think they might have done it twice with Drew though. Hmm. All right, Ryan, you got any anything to add before I let you go? Uh, just sorry, sorry that everyone <laughs> has to watch what that, that game tomorrow. Yeah, it was never have like. There's been, there was so much excitement for the start of this season. And even that was dampened a little bit once Von Miller got hurt. But then just every week, big chunks of that hope just erased. Yep. So now that we're without hope, maybe slowly it can build back up. It's true. It sucks that they, like they, that this happened and you can't be like that mad at anyone. You know, you want to be yeah. like this. And you're just like, ah, oh, this sucks. You can't, even, yeah. you can't even blame it on someone. Yeah, really just God at this point. You have to yeah. redirect your anger towards, uh, towards God. God of the gridiron. Football gods have been not kind to Denver. Meanwhile, Tom Brady is 43, looking spry and healthy. As Drew Brees fades away and Father Time starts to destroy him. Yeah, he sucked the blood out of Drew Brees and uh, regained his youth. That's if really John- why Tom Brady moved to the NFC South. Yeah. What if uh, What if John Elway, like, sold his soul and said, uh, if you give us Peyton Manning for four years, 
<laughs> we'll suck for five after. Oh, I'd huh. take that bet. I mean, if we deal. know that it's only five years, uh, I think I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is this all coming back next year? Sure. Did he say five or 50? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, was like, give me one more GM contract and then I'm getting the hell out of here. Oh, man. He's a businessman. All right, Ryan. Well, thanks for joining us. Of course, check out the DNVR Broncos podcast, all of the DNVR podcasts, which my podcast is now in that mix as well. Is there anything else we need to plug? We should plug? Uh, come to the DNVR bar to watch Thursday Night oh, Football. Yeah. If you're looking for a place to go, it's first come, first serve, I believe. No one told me no. Uh, first come, first serve for the game. Yeah, first come, first serve. So uh, come hang out. You know, Thursday is the new Friday, so uh, get drunk and, and watch what could be the game of the century. Yeah, you're going to have to get really drunk for this one. <laughs> that's, that's a win-win that's a, a for the DNVR bar? Lose-win? It's a win-win or a lose-win, but still a win-win somehow. There's a win involved somewhere. They're, they're definitely walking away with some sort of win at that bar. I like it. All right. Well, that's the end of our podcast. Good night. Do it. <laughs> and good luck. <laughs> Welcome to That's Something Broncos podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I'm your resident Broncos talker, idiot Brandon Perna. Week three of football is in the books, and now... It's time to review the tape and get ready for week numero four. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week four, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn $1 into $100 when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a $1 bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin. How could you pass that up? Maybe because the Broncos have beaten you down and you never want to watch football again? Well, try to win some money instead to ease your pain. Don't worry, football ain't for you. DraftKings is giving you basketball fans 200% profit boost on any basketball market once you sign up. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week four, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Profit boost terms and conditions and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. 
Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.